This is Purple Radio On Demand. Hello and welcome to The Top Show, now available on Google Podcasts, YouTube, iTunes and all the places. I'm Ada and each week I'm joined by Jack. Hello. <laughs> and we've got a great show for you today. Uh, we're going to be talking about the resignation of the whole of Russia's government, including PM. Um, uh, all all <laughs> except qual- for one person from Russia's government that you know. Yeah, interesting that, isn't it? Interesting that. Um, the Huawei debate, obviously, you know, Ada loves to talk about Huawei and can't really pronounce it very well. And um, Boris Johnson's warning to his cabinet. Dun, dun, dun. Intro. Here we go. all over the place and I don't know where anything is or what's supposed to go and we're having crazy technical issues today people I'm so I'm sorry about that but we're doing our best to get around it um, if you think it's bad if you think the technical issues are bad for you guys listening I'm actually listening to a very poor version of Ada's sound quality because I'm not getting the same yeah, mic yeah, that you yeah, guys are yeah, yeah. So everything was a bit rushed we had some stuff going down but we're trying our best to bring you the show the show must go on so, yeah, first up, <laughs> as they say, Russian news. So I, this popped up in my feed the other day and like I was just kind of blown away. I was like, did I just yeah, read that Yeah, me too. Right? I remember seeing that occasion <laughs> being like, what? <laughs> Holy crap. So, yeah, the whole of Russia's government has resigned, including the prime minister, um, but not, as Jack alluded to earlier, the person that we all know, Vladimir mm-hmm. Putin. Um, <laughs> yeah, and... It, He's still there, of course. Unsurprisingly, Putin is still working mm-hmm. as the leader of Russia, as he has well, he's been had four for how terms. long now? He's had four terms. Twenty-something yeah, yeah, years. Yeah. So I think you're. I think the max you were allowed was two terms. He did some dodgy thing, and he went and and became yeah. prime minister for a while. Put the guy that was prime minister in as president, made him do what he wanted, and then as soon as that was over, they flipped back round, and then he was back to being president or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know mm-hmm. how he talked to, but it was definitely very suspicious. And then this. They did a power switching arrangement. I'll tell you what, the way it worked is it was, they. I think he changed it. So basically power switched from the president to the prime minister. So he couldn't run as prime minister for a third term. So he became prime minister whilst his yeah, mate became like, president. Yeah. And then, but then they switched the amount of power each role had. So he still had all the power. Uh-huh. But it was just yeah. a and that's role. pretty yeah. much what's going on here again. So when I actually read into the article and checked out what had just gone on, it seems like pretty much a repeat of that. So it looks like, He's at his term limit, which is four terms now. Oh, what? what? Oh, yeah, I think it's four terms now. <laughs> yeah, the He's new, his term, new limit. term limit. You and mean. <laughs> part of the proposed changes are an extension to the term limit. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> that's that's astonishing, isn't it? And also, uh, I think mm-hmm. he was he increased the powers of the other office or one office. I don't know. He's increased the powers of one of the officers, and I was like, oh, it looks very much like he's about to like do what he did last time and just jump into that ship again and and take that seat. So. Yeah, I don't know. It seems mad looking at it from a UK perspective because for the last, I don't know, however many months we've been talking about how crazy things are over here and how, you know, there's no democracy anymore and the parliament's a mess and that. Over there, it's just a snap of the fingers, Putin's fingers, and the whole parliament's gone. It's kind of like the Queen dissolving the thing. Yeah, so I'm a bit confused as to why they resigned because at first, when you read the headline, it seems like they're resigning in protest against what Putin's doing, right? But then there seems to be other indications that say that actually it was like done deliberately to help um, facilitate the changes mm-hmm. to the constitution. So I'm unsure as to what the actual reasoning behind them doing was because, like, I mean, obviously, mm. as I say, it like if you hear that that all of the leaders, like employees, have resigned, you assume it's a bad thing. But yeah, I can't figure Although, out whether or not. It so actually wait, is. so first off, the prime prime minister. Oh, okay, the position that Putin isn't. There's two president and prime minister. The position that he isn't was that. Putin is president okay, at the moment, and that Medvedev, yeah, that's the one. Medvedev guy, I think, is that the, was Putin's yeah, old homie. That's this is how we're gonna this this will make sense to everyone out there. That was his old homie, right? That's the one that they did the switch <laughs> last time. Now that guy's not his homie no more. He's kicked him out of place of being uh, president, and has put some new dude in his place, and he's given his old homie some other like gas role, which sounds kind of senior, but it's not nothing like you know what he was doing before. So now he's ditched his old homie. And he's got new homies. Done. And then, I guess, like, you know, the other dudes left too. So that's the bit that I agree with you. It doesn't really make sense to me. I'm not sure whether they left because they decided to leave or because they were asked to leave. Hmm. Well, it's, well, according to 
the Prime Minister, his old homie, he, Prime Minister Dmitry Medved, Med, I can't I don't know how to say that last name, I'm already, but I'm reading here, it says that he announced that the government was resigning, as I've already said, to help facilitate the changes. So it seems like, according to the Prime Minister, to, according to Putin's old homie, who this... Yeah, who I guess is not Prime yeah, Minister anymore because yeah, he resigned yeah. along with everyone else. Um, that he said that he resigned along with the government in order to help facilitate these constitutional so changes. So based on that, so that they could, I'm stay guessing that they were asked to do it by Putin. Yeah, yeah you would think. Yeah. I guess I'm not seeing it as that. they did it as a, like a, a, a trying to protest something. It was up to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know. It seems absolutely nuts, but it just highlights how much power the dude does have over that country. You know, to anyone that is skeptical totally. of it, that's from the outside being like, "No, it's great." And you know, everything's fine in Russia. Putin's a great guy. Well. So is the reason they're stepping down because basically then they can't vote against him if there's no sitting politicians? No, because... Oh, right. So, yeah, a, an additional thing that we have to add into this, I totally forgot to even bring it up, but nice work there, is that they're actually just staying on. So although they've all resigned, all of them are staying on <laughs> in their positions until there's a new elections and some other people are found to take all their places and that. So I don't, I don't really get that, you know. That seems to make no okay. sense. Yeah. I'm so confused. I mean, I, I mean, admittedly, the one problem with us talking about this entire issue is that we're actually so not clued into Russian politics that we basically are coming at this from the most layman position ever. And we only put it in because we're amazed that what on earth is going on. Yeah, exactly. It's like kind of astounding to us with our British sensibilities and that, but yeah. So I don't really know what to make of it, like Jack says, but we're going to keep our eye on the whole Russian situation and see what goes on over there. Yeah, Moving on, absolutely, and this are. is actually a lot closer to home, but ties into it nicely and is very similar. A message from Boris Johnson to the cabinet. It's almost as if he's been watching what Putin's been up to. He says, shape up or I'll sack you within weeks. Yeah, which is crazy, actually. Like, I mean, I mean, yeah. I, Not quite Putin I don't level. think he's quite doing it for the same reason, yeah, so that he can be uh, prime minister for life or anything. Are you which sure? I think is the implications people have against... Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. We don't know what to expect from Boris just yet in terms of his longevity as leader. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this this is totally unprecedented, right? Like, you firstly... Uh, Prime Ministers very rarely even comment on whether... Because the reason he's doing this is because they are planning a big cabinet reshuffle mm -hmm. in a few weeks, mm -hmm. right? And the reason this is weird and unprecedented is because usually you don't actually announce anything to do with the fact that you're reshuffling the cabinet up until you're reshuffling the cabinet. Like, Legit. you're not giving people like loads of information beforehand. And the and you're not using it as motivation, being like, yo, everyone's got to work really hard these couple of weeks, otherwise you're off, you know? like. <laughs> yeah, but listen to the hypocrisy of this. He said... this. Johnson told his most senior ministers that they must concentrate on delivery and hard work that will help the country rather than touring TV studios and trying to raise their personal profiles in the media. Jokes. Jokes. That is the most hypocritical thing no, I think I've ever heard. I knew you were going to say Boris that. Johnson is, is touring TV studios and raising his profile in the media up until he okay, got yeah, really involved point. in the leadership campaign. Yeah, that's a fair point. Trying to be yeah. leader. I was going to basically saying, don't I, do what I did for years. I was going to base my response off the fact that literally through the election campaign, he was always hiding from the media and the TV cameras. So that <laughs> kind of backed true. it. But you're right. Before that, he did set a precedent for being everywhere. So yeah, fair, fair yeah, enough. Literally. Fair the enough. Only part of the only reason that he blooming got elected is because he was doing exactly what he's telling his ministers not to do for decades before he got I'm into pretty power. sure I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have been elected if he didn't go on uh, have I got news for you his performance <laughs> on there was just so great <laughs> it's undeniable <laughs> I loved him on there <laughs> how long ago was this oh uh, maybe like seven eight nine years well he's been on there a couple of times but like lots of years ago yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you can put all of the causality down to that spe those I'm specific events. Sure. Then, but no, I think you I'm are right sure. in saying that definitely <laughs> they are part of help. They were definitely a big part of helping to raise his kind of yeah, every man, yeah, fun yeah. guy profile that is what he sold himself on to get elected. No diggity. So but actually, no, it's not. He sold himself on get Brexit done. That's a total lie. Well, he wasn't yeah, selling true. himself on But he was, sold himself for years people. before that, you know, to the people. Exactly. Yeah. as a character and then it was the get Brexit mm -hmm. done thing that got him over the line but anyway so the newspapers are saying that apparently this this reshuffle plan is 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 a plan of you know the the Voldemort Dominic Cummings <laughs> <laughs> as is uh, to be fair and I mean I'm not saying it's not true but the media does like to say that anything Johnson does ever is actually a secret plan of <laughs> Lord Voldemort Dominic Cummings himself <laughs> that's true yeah that, yeah that's very true just like everything Trump does is a plan by Vladimir Putin so you know, <laughs> to some people, to some people. 
Yeah, and everything Jeremy yeah. Corbyn's doing is something that fucking Hamas were planning, you know. So yeah, I was going to yeah. say, yes, yeah, funded by some terrorist organisations. Yeah, yeah. They're all yeah. So like yeah, that. I agree with you. I don't know how much to make of that, but I'm sure he's involved in 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 the discussions and that. You know, he's one of the senior advisors. So yeah, what do you make of this whole Dominic, Dominic Cummings thing? The fact that everyone <laughs> is kind of like just pinning absolutely everything on him. Do you really think that he's 100 percent behind everything going on? Or? I think he, oh, I was going to say, I think he thinks that he's behind everything. But then I paused and was like, actually, maybe he uh, advertises, like he thinks it's beneficial to be seen as doing everything for him, at least. So he, I would say he's probably a fair part of the reason everyone's ascribing lots of things to being mm. because of him. Fair. Maybe because he sees that as personally beneficial to him and is helping facilitate that. Mm. Mm. And I'm sure he is heavily involved. Obviously, he is the chief strategist. He will be as involved as any other chief strategist and maybe more so because of his kind of celebrity acclaim that yeah. other chief strategists have not had. And also the fact that he's not necessarily towing the party line in the same way that other strategists have had to in the past because he's not a conservative, as he says. Mm, mm. So I can certainly see him being kind of more free and loose in his attempt to alter things. And then maybe that also means that he is more involved than a lot of other strategists. But I do think, as you were kind of alluding to in your question, that the assertion that he is like the puppet master of the conservative government, I think is a step too far. That's, I 100% agree with everything you just said. It's kind of rare, but yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, you know. <laughs> yeah. We need to timestamp this, being like the one time Jack said a paragraph and Anna didn't disagree with a single word of it. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say a single word. There may have been... <laughs> no, I'm only joking. Yeah, no, no, I definitely agree with that. So, yeah, I can't... We can't say that he's behind everything, but... Dun, 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 Dominic Cummings, the arch nemesis of the left at the moment. Yeah, and of course you'd want everyone to think you were behind everything, right? Yeah. Because as long as, the, especially at this stage where things have actually gone so right for Boris Johnson, like he won a massive majority, managed to, you know, push his Brexit argument through and blah, 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 blah. Mm. If you're the guy behind that, getting all of the credit, even if it's kind of secondary credit to maybe Boris Johnson getting the main, but it's not, it's actually he's getting primary mm. credit and then <laughs> Boris Johnson's seen as like the guy just doing what he says. <laughs> so basically, all of Boris Johnson's success is being ascribed to Dominic Cummings. And I've got if a you're, theory. you know, looking to boost your career, that's what you want. All right, so say you like Boris Johnson a lot, right, as a person, which many people do, like his character is likeable to, to many people. Mm -hmm. Um... But you also think, like other people, that maybe he's a bit silly and not really like the guy to be in charge of the country and that. Maybe for those people, it's comforting that he has this like super genius Dominic Cummings behind the scene that controls everything. So they're like, okay, somebody actually smart is in charge of all of this. And you know, the yeah, PM I is somebody I really like, blah, blah, blah. Maybe it's so maybe what you're it helps saying, him. Are you, are you saying that is deliberately cultivated for the benefit of the government That's or what just not happens sure. to be a yeah. benefit no, of I'm not sure. the way things it's, are? It's an unintended benefit that I can't pin down how much that would help at all. So I'm just throwing <laughs> it out all, there. How, yeah. yeah. And you also can't pin down exactly how unintended it is. Yeah, and whether yeah or not. exactly. Because like, I can imagine that if you're like the press strategist or something like that and you're like, we have this character who is considered this super genius and this character who is considered an everyman, like if we it's can somehow team. get both of them, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. If we can somehow get both of them to be contributing or con believed to be contributing, then yeah, people will be on board with that. Yeah, and I'm sure like you would like to see your prime minister, whoever is surrounded by people you that are, mm. you know, and that not is what imbeciles. people want, right? They want they want their prime minister to be like a, a, a cool leadership, relatable character, but they want all the people around him to be super geniuses who can make everything work. Yeah. So you're kind of putting across the exact and when you uh, yeah. idea that people want when to have when you have somebody that's leaders. always spoken about as being like in the shadows but controlling all the really important stuff. You as a layman are like, well, this person must be quite clever to be in that position and like controlling all these things and that. And it's spoken about by all like, you know, the deep media being like, oh, look at this stuff going on. It's so, so you think of that person like, well, it might not be a good, like good, but he's a super genius, like evil genius maybe, mm. but he's a, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Machiavellianism, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. Right? At the end yeah. of the day, it doesn't matter about all of that stuff. It's the means to the end. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So and justifies the meaning. I don't know, quite right. depressing. And also interesting that you brought up the fact that he is quite a like well known dude, you know. It's not many strategists that get to that point. You have like Alistair Campbell and some other heads, but 
most of them are just in the shadows and that. But he mm. does have and that even reputation. the ones that we did know, and even the ones that we did know were still kind of just like their um, their image was just like well known politician. Whereas Dominic Cummings's image is super genius strategist. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Yeah, you know, like he actually is his entire identity that we know of is based around this idea that he is the strategist who is controlling everything whereas like you say someone like Alistair Campbell like yeah people might have had a bit of that idea around but it was more just like yeah he's Alistair Campbell we know who that is <laughs> to me Dom- he's known. to me Dominic Cummings is the fucker from the thick of it if anybody just go check out seasons three and four and that's Dominic Cummings predicted 10 years ago it's, it's amazing the second coming <laughs> oh he's just great stuff great stuff yeah but yeah so he's had those he's had those big successes because he was part of the the Brexit referendum initially, wasn't he? The part of the Leave. He was team. part of Leave.eu, yeah. yes. So he's, he's got, got like that big success on his CV. And then, am I right? Mm-hmm. I think he, he had was loads of big successes with... before then. Yeah, okay, fair point, fair point. But was he involved with the Trump thing at all? Was that Aaron Banks that was doing the Trump stuff? I'm not sure. He was definitely involved in winning elections in like Africa and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, Legit. I'm typing in Dominic Cummings election wins right now into Google, <laughs> seeing what we find, see what we can get. You need like a UFC scorecard for him, you know, like seven, yeah, yeah. seven, one, and oh, <laughs> or whatever it is. Never lost an election, undefeated. Yeah. Uh, I'm not finding anything helpful, I'm nah, afraid. Fair my, enough. my quick search. I'm not willing to go on a deep dive mid episode to find out about Cummings' previous victories, oh. I'm afraid. Sorry, listeners, but you can do that yourself if you're really interested. Yeah, he's undefeated to us. So yeah, like I guess going back to the original bit then, Johnson's saying to the cabinet shape up or I'll sack you within weeks. Yeah, I he's basically putting them on probation yeah, but I and don't giving think them like specific instructions. I don't think it's that crazy what he's saying there. You know what I mean? I don't think it's that... Mm. People are going a bit overboard on this, I think. You know, like... He think, said well, it. He you, said it, okay? But others do it all the time. So it's not something that's like not done, is it? You know, Corbyn did the same. He removed tons of people that weren't on his side and it, everyone does the same, but it's just Johnson's kind of come out and said it. Well, yeah, but but also when they're doing reshuffles, in that they are not just like putting people in position based on who is the most fit for education or whatever, you know what I mean? There's politics in it and they're putting people in promotions and all that stuff. But also people that maybe don't agree with them or are hindering them in the thing, they're pushing out. So that just always happens. And he's just kind of saying it like, you know, that's not mm. what he's saying though, is it? What he's saying is do your job, don't go on TV. And that's how you keep, keep your role. Right. As for, I mean, I'm sure there's lots of other things involved in why he's resh- in who he will reshuffle in the cabinet, but what he's actually saying to the MPs is just do your job or you're sacked. All right. So which is not something that you hear a lot. Is my question to you. Is this literally like just a veiled, threat at like some particular person that was recently doing tons of TV in the cabinet. <laughs> like, is there, <laughs> and maybe there's a couple people that have just been doing loads of TV and F all and the cabinet. I would reckon so. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know who those people would be. <laughs> I'm afraid I haven't been watching enough conservative yeah, politics TV true. to be actually identify who the ones doing the constant on the media rounds <laughs> yeah, are. Yeah. But yeah, I would assume that at least as much as he probably is directing this at all of them, mm. the reason he's probably done it like this is because there probably is one or two people he's seeing as the significant culprits of this that he needs to tell to sort their shit out. Uh, well, yeah, like politicians being on TV is is good. They should be speaking to the public. And, but at the same time, there is an element, maybe some are just doing it to bolster their media thing and they could be spending their time doing other stuff better. So I don't know. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's got a point. Yeah, and I would say, to, I mean, I get what you say about talking on TV, but just just your phrasing of speaking to the public, I feel yeah, like that's it's not kind of talking place. at the public, yeah, isn't it? It's not really to the public. I agree. Yeah. TV is a very bad place to be doing it. But mm-hmm. like it's there... You know, they're still stuck in their old yeah. ways. They're moving on slowly to doing better stuff than that. But yeah. True. Yeah. True. TV still yeah, has a massive also, like reach. Were, That's the one thing that like is you were sad. alluding to as well. I don't think, like, it's actually ridiculous that this is even kind of, I mean, the reason it's a news story is because it's unprecedented for him to do, like, what he's doing in this way. What, what shouldn't be a news story is a boss telling his employees to do their job or they will be fired, which <laughs> seems to be a big part of what this news story is around, right? And it's like, no, he's literally saying, well, look, we've got a deadline coming up. We've got work that needs to be done. Let's focus on doing that, shall we? <laughs> yeah, and legit. people are getting an uproar about it. But I think that is just comes generally down to people being an uproar with Boris Johnson anyway. And, you know, the, yeah, the controversy yeah, yeah, that is his yeah. leadership. Yeah, it's kind of like a, with Trump, literally... S- Anything that he puts forward, there is like a massive group of people out there that are like, no, tear it down. You know what I mean? Totally. 
because of who yeah, it's put for. I'm sure there's a couple of great things. Well, maybe great's going far. A couple of good things he's done, you know what I mean? But yeah. Well, at yeah. the very least, even if you don't want to go that far, I'm sure there's definitely things that he's done that Obama did as well that Obama was praised for and Trump is not. Mm, you know what mm, I mean? Mm. Like, just like it all just depends on people's opinion of the yeah, person in yeah, charge, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Where, how they perceive their actions. Definitely adds to it for sure. So, like, as every, or loads of these newspapers are just waiting for anything to write about Johnson that's kind of interesting because there's a bunch of people out there that will buy it and be like, oh, damn, what's he done this week? Oh, no. <laughs> Did he say yeah, exactly. that to the cabinet? Holy crap. <laughs> Holy crap. We're living in a, like, you know, a dictatorship, man. These are all Nazis around us. Anyway, I'm going a bit far, but some people are on <laughs> yeah, that I think mindset. Yeah, you did go a little bit. But you but know, no, some, yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some people take it that far, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, shall we move on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the second episode in two weeks that we brought up. No, we need to stop this. Trump sends so anti-Huawei spokesperson to the UK. <laughs> it's more than just that actually yeah. basically I'm, is this person is, is, to come and tell like our our politicians or is it to come and tell like us the public I think they made a public statement but yeah I think they were coming to warn the politicians and to try and convince them not to go ahead with this deal but I do feel like they okay. may, went, went on TV at some point as well legit um, they definitely have been trying to convince the UK to stop going ahead with Huawei deal yeah 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 that's definitely yeah yeah yeah, so this is the, I mean, as we've, we've spoken about this before, but basically, yeah, this, this is the 5G Huawei combination mm. thing that's <laughs> planning to be going down in the UK that we're Do getting you know, very mixed the US, reviews of The US has danger. an answer to it, man. So you know how China, like, is, is threatening the US with its technological dominance being the first nation to develop advanced 5G technologies and that? Well, yep. uh, I think it's Virgin. I don't want to throw them under the bus. So some, some telephone, uh, the telephone dudes in America that are doing the stuff have developed 5G as well. It's, I think it's called 5G S or something like that. And what it is, is. I just love, put S on the end of it. It sounds better than the old one. (laughs) Oh wait, they've got even more. They've got 5G plus as well. Anyway, but (laughs) what it is, is it's 4G, but on your phone, the symbol that says 4G says five. Bugger off. That's what they've rolled out so far, and they're selling that as 5G. And then they've got 5G Plus, which is like real 5G that's coming at some point down the line. But they're that's selling so that ironic as 5G. Because what, all that will actually do is make the Chinese real 5G seem even more impressive when they go from 4G claiming to be 5G. Like, because to them, they're ah. going from American 5G to Chinese 5G. Here's the crucial thing. Like- Here's the crucial <laughs> thing. Nobody okay, will experience the Chinese 5G. This is the whole point. They but Huawei are not being allowed to roll out over here. So everyone's just going to be used to this thing. So oh, they're no, they aren't getting allowed to roll out over here. You mean in America? They're not. Well, Sorry, yeah, that's true. Out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, in America. So, you know, people ain't going to tell the difference between that. And they're just trying to stop the Chinese take. If the Chinese stuff did roll out, well, then nobody would be buying those American uh, satellite dishes or whatever or technology. I don't know. Who's so do you stand by that 100%? Side. Do you think that the only reason that America is advising this and not letting Huawei uh, uh, take over the American market is because of economic, like financial profits? Or do you think nah. that the the story that they tell, which is that there's security dangers, is actually a part of their decision as well? Okay, yeah. Great question. Very insightful. Yes. Um, I think the economic factor is the one that is the one that is currently prescient to them and is the one that is actually dangerous in that but the other one definitely 100% exists and they're aware of it because they're the current ones that are the rulers of that like we own all the software and technology that is dispersed (laughs) around the world and we have backdoors to everything and control all that stuff so they're quite happy with that they don't want somebody else to be in that position and also they know how easy it is that it can happen so I totally agree with them I'm not discounting them when they say they are scared of China being in power and that then the Chinese will be able to snoop and then will control their stuff. I believe that. I, I agree with that as well. But the economic thing is a massive thing. You know, they're trying to protect their, their, their companies out there in the US. And I don't blame them for that necessarily, but... And the, on the question of the security question, do you think that the UK security-like officials claims that they will be able to counteract any difficulties that may be had with there being a Chinese-controlled... 5G system do you think like they keep saying that they will be able to deal with it no matter what like it doesn't matter they can keep going ahead with it because they will be able to you know stop anything really dangerous happening they'll be able to mitigate potential threats do you think that's possible do you think we really can the only way that that is 100% possible is if Huawei open source the hardware and the software of all the things that we're using meaning that we can like see everything and redesign it and understand it and just do our own vibe off it that 
or even use it, but we totally... Un- and then, yes, but they're not going to do that because it's highly, like, commercialisable, really yeah. expensive technology. So I don't think we're going to get... Them. Mm. So we're not 100% guaranteed to be safe, but I think the UK government is basically playing off the fact that, well, we don't think that much harm is going to come from this. We can be reasonably safe. We can do our best, you know, and it's the best way to get advanced 5G technology, which is good for everyone, like, you know what I mean? So I think we're being a bit more sensible about it than the Americans, but obviously the Americans are trying to protect their massive industry that we don't really have here to protect yeah, them yeah, yeah. so it's not like we're competing on this thing so mm-hmm. mm. i forgot so to interestingly add. go on you go ahead. yeah because i don't know why this isn't in the dock i swear i put this in the dock like five days ago it should have been a main topic did you see the trump china trade deal no there's a deal yeah there's a deal done all of this trade war seems that Trump's gamble has actually paid off. So I, I just turned on the TV the other day and all of a sudden it was Trump and um, Xi Jinping's second in command giving a speech in America and signing trade deal phase one and all that. And I was just like, what? Listen, and, and it was actually quite groundbreaking. So the most ex- like amazing thing for me of the whole deal was the fact that, yeah, so currently if you open a business in China as a foreigner, I don't know, this may also apply to Chinese citizens, but definitely as foreigners, the Chinese government's got to own a 51% stake in that government, in that company. <laughs> in that government. I, I love the slip up of government. Like, yeah, <laughs> Trump's done a deal with Xi Jinping. He's like, yeah, yeah, you're basically in charge of America now. Don't worry about it. Just give us some good trade. <laughs> yeah. So no, no. Yeah. So if you open a company in China, I think even if, yeah, all companies in China have to be 51% owned by the government, right? Mm-hmm. So the government has a the majority shareholding in all companies and it controls companies and provides massive funding to companies like Tencent and Huawei and other companies like that, like billions in subsidies, which is why America sometimes are upset because they haven't got the funds to do exactly the same thing anymore. So, you know, that part of this trade deal, phase one, and this is phase one of the trade deal. They're saying phase two is is the next step and, and that's mm-hmm. what they're working on now. That is going to be removed. And I was just like, wow, that's actually groundbreaking, massive 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 change for china and that to 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 be doing that change i was i was totally taken aback when i heard that yeah really surprised and at the same time i was like wow uh, i can't believe trump's actually managed to like get this because it's such a boon for companies over here as part of his speech he was basically like look we've opened up china to all of you to go and do what you like because at the moment the situation is many companies in the west get stuff made in china you know or have factories Mm -hmm. in china but to actually like have the company there or do any of those kind of things, do intense stuff there, you're going to have to hand over 51% of your thing. And China is a market of one plus billion people. You know what I mean? And they're all moving into like being relatively able to buy products and stuff. So people want to open up Chinese branches and that and do stuff in China, but they can't because the government suddenly owns 51% of it. You know, Microsoft ain't going to do that, let the government own. So yeah, this opens up China to the world to go do business there. And I was just blown away. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, away, though, I don't know if you mentioned this at the at the outset of moving on to this a little bit, but mm. that Huawei isn't actually being involved in this at all, right? It hasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. They haven't included that in this new trade deal, so the pressure is still being put on by the US, as we've been seeing now. Anyway, uh-huh. so yeah. it's. But I presumably, if the trade deals continue to develop through the phases, they will come to some kind of Huawei-related compromise. I'm not so that, sure. Yeah, I don't probably know about one that the doesn't Huawei allow them specific. anywhere near full access, but will probably make it more legitimate for Huawei to exist as a company within America. I don't know. I think I think on the tech thing, I think that won't stop. Like this kind of battle for the advanced technology front, that's going to keep going on because whoever owns that is that's like the high ground. Think of that as like the high ground for archers back in the day. It's whoever's more, you know, <laughs> you really have that position. Whereas whereas the actual trade war going on because most of these sanctions are on like raw Alec, well it spreads across all these goods, but you know, it's on raw stuff and a lot of it is on agricultural yeah, yeah. there's like 20 billion pounds worth of agricultural and Chinese steel kind of right stuff. yeah exactly that, so yeah. so yeah like you say yeah. more stuff like that basically yeah. resources yeah. rather than products yeah even products but I do think that the, that like advanced tech bit I do think there's still going to be a lot of rivalry and competition there I don't know if they'll ease up on the Huawei thing because of and I'll give them this probably because of the security issues then maybe then with the deals and stuff the economic issues would be eased but I think then falling back on their security argument, they probably do still have a case and not 
take on the mm-hmm. Huawei stuff. So yeah, I just thought it was crazy that all got signed. They're hopefully moving on to phase two soon. They said, and and yeah, we'll see what comes of that, man. But yeah, I just sorry, I forgot to throw that in the dock there. Yeah, that's right. It's interesting, isn't it? Because it is actually right out of the Trump playbook, actually, of just mm-hmm. like basically get in a big argument and piss off the person on the other side of your debate and until you're both hurting so much that you are willing to come together and make a deal of some sort <laughs> yeah it's strange because i think for the last i don't know since the second world war at least in the west within the west it's kind of felt like uh you know all nations are not doing what they can you know like imagine you have a playground not a playground maybe like you have you have some kind of yard area with like 10 top really aggressive murderers and that and they're all just sort of hanging around and they just kind of want to attack each other and they've all got right and some of them hate each other and all of that's going on and, and they want bits somebody's got something and they want it and that but like for the last 50 years whatever it was everyone's just been kind of like you know what you know the the right thing to do is not actually do anything with that was a this is such a terrible analogy basically everyone's been really <laughs> chill man everyone's been really chill and trump is using the strength they have is that a better way to say it like you know you look at evil countries yeah you look yeah, at evil yeah. countries and they kind of use the military strength they have and they scare other people and try and get stuff out of them whereas everyone seems to be bare chill and not doing that even though like you know england's powerful america's powerful france is powerful but, we but do you want people to be doing that? No. That's my no, next question then. No, you don't no. want big powers to just be throwing their weight around and getting whatever they want. Exactly. Because <laughs> all you're yeah. actually going to do is end up creating more of a disparity in power between nations until the most powerful nation is the only powerful nation. Yeah. yeah. Which is why I think most people in America, not most people, a lot of people in America that are like internationalists and that and see the what agree with you 100% on that. But then there's also a lot of people that live within that country that are like, wait, we live within a really powerful country and we're not doing very well. Like personally you know, economically in life as a person. I'm not saying the whole country. And then they're looking at other countries and being like, well, what's going on there? And all of a sudden, like, they used to be nothing compared to our stuff. So then they might be willing to support somebody like Trump that's like, yeah, you know what? Let me just use the power of our country and get what we can from the world because we des- we deserve it, man. And <laughs> and then the others are like, no, you lot are wrong. You're evil. And I agree with them guys. But Oh, yeah, so, so sad. Yeah, yeah. So sad when you put it like that. Yeah, I don't know. I want people who are trying to cooperate, not people who are trying to throw their weight around, yeah. personally. But the thing is, if, you, if, you, if you're doing all right, you know, most people, I think, come round to the kind of like, yeah, I'll cooperate and stuff like that, you know. It's, it's fine to do that. But like, if, if you're doing really bad mm. and like, life's really hard, man, then it's harder to be in that kind of mind frame because people ain't helping yeah. you out. The state the ain't really helping you say- out. The only thing I'll say that actually also makes me sad about it is that those people, in my opinion, would be, and probably in fact as well, but I guess my opinion I will assume is fact because that's just the way cognitive bias works. But like, um, it just seems to me that those people are misattributing the problems that have led them to the situation they're in, right? Yeah. Like, it's actually, like, very much more to do with domestic infrastructure and policy that is causing people in America to not have the, like, have a reasonable quality of life. Is that ah. If that is the problem, not some argument with China. It's the fact that America has enough money to be investing in every little village and I town within its country and doesn't. I 100% agree with you, right? And, but hear this then. What about if one Go of on. the people that has what we're as the, the kind of person we're talking about hypothetically here what about if one of them said to you i also agree with you but for years that's been the case you know nobody's doing anything about it here like spreading that wealth in the country but we can use our might and make more money off china so why don't we do like trump's doing that it's working like whereas the other <laughs> thing doesn't work you might say that let's not if you pressure other nations gonna do it mm. If you keep, if you're continuously voting for presidents who aren't going to do it, then yeah, of course it's never going to happen. And I understand that at the end of the day, you only really get unless you're a member of one of the uh, either the Democrats or the Republicans, you only get to vote on the person that is chosen to be put in front of you. But like you, you know, it actually, one it still is. If you want something to happen, you've got to be voting for the person who's going to make that happen, not saying like, oh, well, it hasn't happened for so long. Because, yeah, the reason it hasn't happened for so long is because all of your presidents are so focused on foreign exploits and invading other countries and military might that they're not putting their <laughs> mind. You know what I mean? If you want people to be funding public infrastructure, vote for people who are going to fund public infrastructure, not vote for people who are going to build new missiles and go bully other countries. Like, I get I get your argument that they're like, this hasn't happened for a long time, so let's try something else. But it's like, no, you actually haven't tried the thing you think you've been trying for the X period of time before. Oh, dear. 
I don't think I've ever heard you get so worked up on the show before. It's great. <laughs> yeah. I don't even like know, know why it annoyed me so much, but it really did. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send you over to America, bud. I think you should campaign against Trump. You could probably be the Democratic candidate this time. That was a great speech, man. I can't remember most of it, but it was great. That's the hallmark of a great speech. You leave just thinking, that was dope, man. Like, I agree. But, you just leave with a yeah. really definitive, yeah, in your head. Yeah, but you've got yeah. no idea what you're yearing. You're just like, yeah, uh-huh. actually. Uh-huh. Um, and on that note, let's mo- let's move out of the main topics. Yeah. I think we covered the Trump thing and the, the Huawei thing. Although mm-hmm. I will just say they do make some stupendously dope phones. <laughs> oh, mate! I went to um, and laptops. I went to the uh, uh, it's called the Light Festival that they have on in the town that I'm in at the moment. Mm. This was a few months ago, and I went with this guy, and we were taking videos of like the cool lights and stuff at nighttime. And honestly, on my phone, like good Samsung phone, it was basically just. A, a dark screen with a vague light kind of in the distance that you could see. The guy I was with would get his phone out, blooming, you know, 1080p, no, 4K, like, you know, all the colours were really bright and beautiful. It was so crisp. You could tell, like, you could see the silhouettes of different buildings. Yeah, it was a Huawei. It was one of those new Huawei's that's got, like, three cameras as part of it. And, mate, the ca- the, photo- the video and photo quality was so far beyond my own phone that I just gave up taking videos and was like, can you just send me all of these? Because <laughs> <laughs> mine were terrible and his were amazing i was just like let's just switch <laughs> yeah i know those times yeah 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 you know what I'm, this is just a joke but it's it's conjuring up images in my head of like all this this huawei tech is just so advanced what they've got going on in china that we're all just being hidden from it by our governments they're like nope we can't have none of this great stuff over here Keep it. it's like a bur- they're gonna put up a berlin wall around china and just keep all the great stuff over there and we're just gonna be using our crap old samsung japanese imports or whatever and then china will literally be like wakanda from the marvel films they're like they're just their technology is literally space age and we just don't know about it we've got no idea what's yeah. happening behind them yeah they'll behind have the an jungle. elevator direct to like space from china and they'll just be going up and down yeah and by passing us. Yeah, Elon Musk is testing out how to send like new types of rockets in that, and China's like, oh, what, we, we made a teleporter to get there ages ago, mate. I don't know what, you're, what, what are you messing around with rockets for. We're way past that. Yeah, yeah. We've actually mined the moon for all its resources already, bro. There's no point going there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be, it used to be America that people were like. Uh, it's probably them that have like communicated with aliens and are doing advanced stuff yeah. with them and are leaving us out. But now it might be, you know, China taking the reins. As soon as it's going to be them that conspiracy theorists are focused on. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway, so, yeah. Totally unrelated. Totally unrelated. <laughs> Holy crap. All right. So this was sent in. Lauren threw this at us and I just thought this was so hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I know. When I saw that, I was, <laughs> if for anybody who hasn't seen the actual conversation, literally as soon as I saw that and I was, she was like, she was like, please talk about this on the next episode. And I was like, yeah, don't worry. It's going in. It's got to go in. It's like the first oh, thing that's going to be in the dock. Has to be there. Yeah, this is probably one of the best stories ever to happen. I'm just getting the thing because I'm on separate computers. But basically... <laughs> Akon, who everyone remembers from his classic hit, uh, Mr. Lonely. And do you remember any others? Uh, did he do the one, uh, you can put the blame on me, you can put the blame on me. Was that Akon? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm yeah, not going to uh, lie. Because that was also a really dodgy one. I think that was a story about how he had had sex with an underage girl at a club and was taking the blame for it. Are you sure if, that's not R. Kelly? I don't know. Now nah, blame it on me, definitely. I'm typing it in now, Akon, blame it on me. That song is... Well, yeah, yeah this is all like spurious allocate. Jack's read this. We're not saying he's done anything, but... So, Akon. <laughs> uh, yeah. He so he's basically now... now mm-hmm. he, well, he owns a city in Senegal, which is basically what we all aspire to do, really. I Where in Senegal? Pretty, do you know? Uh, I'm not 100% sure. You're asking me really hard questions here. Sorry, it's just I've been to Senegal. I was like, I wonder if it's somewhere I've been. But all oh, right, okay, legit. No. I think it might be a new. I think it might be a new city that's being black, built, like a futuristic kind of city. And just just to clear up the uh, the Acon allegations I made earlier, the Wikipedia page says that the song was made after the nightclub incident. The nightclub incident, making it sound very legitimate, in which Acon did a sexual dance with an underage girl. So okay. that must have been a news article at the time. He obviously didn't realise that she was underage and then he released this song to apologise basically and say that it was all Jeez. his fault alright Akon well anyway he's moved on from doing those kind of things to now he's out in Africa and he owns a city in Senegal did you hear about that did you, did you, did you know that so anyway he's done that and not only that but he also owns his own cryptocurrency yeah this nearly floored me Every everyone who's anyone nowadays has their own cryptocurrency Topcoin is True. coming soon don't worry 
Not going to lie, we spoke about that as a gimmick once. Yeah, yeah, we did. And actually, Bitcoin's been on its way up this year. A lot, yeah, people have been making quite a bit of peas again this year, but another mm-hmm. crash is coming. So I'm not saying to anyone invest. Um, but yeah, so everyone, like Jack says, everyone and their dogs got either a podcast or a cryptocurrency. We bought into to the first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Acorn is gone for the second. And <laughs> the name of it is so brilliant that honestly, he needs to have this cryptocurrency. You know, if he didn't have it, he should have made it just to have it, just so that people can hear the name. It's called a coin. <laughs> Obviously, it is. Like if you actually, when you see it, you're like, he couldn't have called it anything else. Like actually, <laughs> but like good on him for th- thinking of it. But when you see, because when you see it, you're like, yeah, it oh had to be. There's God. nothing else he could have called his cryptocurrency. <laughs> it's one of the greatest things I've ever actually seen in my life. That, <laughs> that, I, that nearly floored me. Nearly as much as the t- the whole China thing, you know, <laughs> and nearly as much as the whole Russia, everyone, everyone resigning. It's been a crazy week. Let's just say that a crazy week. Um, so yeah, he's got this cryptocurrency. Oh, I'm pretty sure it's not going to do very well. But I mean, actually, know. probably now is the time to invest in it because it must get some little boot. I oh, know we probably missed that. Yeah. If we'd known who, if we'd known Acon personally and knew that this was happening, we could have invested in it early. This it would have gone up in price when he announced Acoin, and then we could have sold it all off, and then we would have made a profit. <laughs> yeah, Unfortunately, that was good. A bit far we might get a tiny now. bump, tiny bump from talking about it on the show. You know, one yeah, person true, may buy yeah. one Acoin. We, sh- we should have bought one Acoin before the show started, and then sold it <laughs> immediately after release. <laughs> oh no, nah, but. There's always transfer fees when you're doing the oh, trades, isn't it? True. And that would probably eat up more than we'd make. <laughs> We're going to need to sink about 10,000 into this A-Coins venture, bro. <laughs> yeah, damn. So, yeah, I don't know. Basically, I don't know. Acon's been doing a lot of things. I called him Acoin, didn't I? Acon's he been did. doing a lot of stuff recently. He's been in the news for electrifying a lot of Africa and providing electricity and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He did give an interview uh, last year or something like that about how billionaires and people with money aren't doing enough to help the world and yeah so you know he seems to be doing his bit man he's doing yeah he seems to be doing bits. although Big on the other side of this in 2010 i believe i think he was banned from sri lanka um what did he do uh because supposedly his was he singing remember- mr lonely again in that annoying <laughs> voice <laughs> that was annoying that, that backup stop. singer in the lonely tune yeah was a nightmare um, oh dear do, no do you remember um sexy chick that song that got really big. I can't, was that him? Yeah, it was oh, actually called Sexy it, no. Bitch with David Guetta, but the sexy chick was the radio oh, okay. edit version. Um, okay. Anyway, it was uh, claimed by Sri Lankan uh, protesters, uh, Buddhist groups specifically, that it was insulting Buddhism because of the Buddha statue that is present through quite a lot during the background in the background of the music video. And considering okay. the allegations, the Sri Lankan government decided not to issue him a visa, even though he had a planned concert. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much he had to do with the set design of his music video, but maybe yeah. he did. Maybe he did. And even if he did, I, I you know, the, the, I think, I, I don't know, I'm not defending anything here, but Buddha is less of, in, in America he could have and apologized. the UK. He could have apologised, but yeah, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not mad at him for having done it. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. And all I was going to yeah. say is that actually the Buddha is kind of, doesn't have the same representation within American and UK culture as it does within Buddhist culture. So you can understand why he might not have realised that it might be insensitive to do that because the Buddha yeah, is kind yeah, of just yeah. a souvenir but that people buy a lot in, in if America. If that was the case, then you would expect him to apologise when pointed out that that was the case to many people. If he may it have apologised, to be If honest. it was a case of not not thinking about that being the case. Yeah. yeah. He may have so, apologised. That's know. not included in what I'm reading here, but it, this is a, it was literally two sentences. So there is, like, I'm sure the actual story has a lot more to it. So, yeah, I don't know. People, if you haven't heard of Akon since Mr. Lonely, we've given you a nice rundown of what he's been up to <laughs> totally. since then. Dancing with <laughs> underage girls in clubs, helming the Akon Lighting Africa Initiative, buying cities in Senegal, uh, setting up Buddhists cryptocurrencies and offending Buddhists in Sri Lanka. Yeah. <laughs> he's been busy. That's... He's been a busy guy. He has been a busy dude, hasn't he? <laughs> Jesus, man. And oh, on, on the, Just very quickly, as a slightly different unrelated, on someone who has been very much not busy in the last two months, a man is set to break the record, the world record, for the longest amount of time spent in a barrel suspended from a pole. 
<laughs> oh dear. Is it David Blaine? Wait, is this this is, sounds like something that he'd nah, be up to, you right? You would think. No, nah, but it's, it's a man called Vernon Kruger who is attempting to beat his <laughs> own record for sitting in a barrel on top of a pole that he set in 1997. <laughs> it, it sounds, it, he sounds perfect for the role. He sounds like the kind of dude that would be like out in... I don't know, somewhere in Africa in the early 20s, wrestling alligators in some little thing <laughs> with a shotgun doing some nut stuff. He yeah. does have a bit of that look about him. And honestly, some of the quotes from him are ridiculous. Like, sleeping in the barrel is not very easy. It's a very, <laughs> sm- very small place to curl up in and I have to lie in a fetal position. <laughs> Oh my god! He's got so a wait, drainage system the set up in the barrel. The, the challenge is oh, there's a 25 grizzly, grizzly foot pole. There's 25 mm. meter, sorry, 25 meter pole sticking okay. out of the ground with basically a beer barrel on top, and he has to sit in the on the beer barrel. Like obviously, this there's no lid on the beer barrel, so he can be inside the beer barrel, and he just has to live there for two months oh to bring his own record. Oh my God, no way. What, the record is two months? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> set by him and he's trying to break it. He's nearly there. He's like a couple of days oh away from actually God. beating his own record. In my head, it was like he was going to do this for a day or so because I was thinking, why doesn't he just sit on top of a flat platform? Why has he got to be in the barrel? And then I was like, oh, it might be warmer in the barrel if it gets windy overnight. And then I saw the two months bit in the headlight. Holy crackers. And the worst thing about this, right, is... All right. So if somebody else held the record, he would be claiming the record. <laughs> That's so true, yeah. But he's he's beating his own record. There's no need to do this, man. He Can must I- be running away from something in his life to go want to spend two <laughs> months in a barrel for no reason right, at okay. all. Right, okay, I'm, I'm going to just evidence what you've said there even more because I was reading some of the final quotes in this article. I've got another great one I'm going to come back to in a moment. But this one is from the team of people who are basically like supplying him with food and stuff, like carrying food, taking food up to the barrel for him. Or Who's employing these people? I don't Who's, know. Is They're it- organisers. He's probably employing them. But anyway, what one of them said was that Vernon is not coming down once he breaks the record. He's going to stay a little longer. She then followed on to say, we're concerned because we've got to get him down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, obviously the thing is once he's done it, every extra minute he sits up there, it's just extends that makes exactly. it hard for anyone to catch yeah, yeah. him and once you're there you're just like well it's only one more minute now and then one more minute now and it one more minute now <laughs> so oh, and then dear. just the final quote before we move away from this is this is from vernon himself um it does get a bit frustrating up here especially because i can't do many things for myself <laughs> <laughs> so you literally can't do anything you're in a oh, barrel dear. 25 meters suspended above the ground i personally think it sounds nuts yeah agreed yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the kind of thing when people do it when they sit that. in trees to protect a tree. You're like, yeah, that is crazy dedication. But like, what what is your motive for doing this, sir, other than to beat your own record? Do you yeah, think I it- could see if I could see if they changed the record if it was like, okay, well, let's like. I don't know, make some kind of higher pole. Mm, yeah, or if someone beat some his record of... and he was trying to then rebeat that, like you said. Oh, before. that makes sense. But yeah, just that makes total sense. Yeah, but this. this is crazy. <laughs> Very crazy. <laughs> unless, unless he he can see that there's some young but very promising pole-sitting world record hopefuls out there. And he's like, well, these guys are actually, if I just leave this record as it sits, they can do it. But I know in my heart of hearts, I could actually probably double my record, but you know, I just did that. So let me just go set the thing now. I'm not even sure what it's measuring as a record though, right? It's just measuring someone's stubbornness to stay, stay in a there. barrel Ex- exactly <laughs> thank you that's the, that's the last point we're going to crucify him on is that the whole challenge itself is ridiculous yeah, exactly it's, there's no skill involved there's no mm-hmm. even bal- i'm pretty sure there's no balance involved no, in this no no it's on like it's a pole with like a like a flat thing on top and then the barrel placed on top it the, the barrel is not moving the only the only thing maybe you could say is that he has to stop himself from falling out of the barrel so the challenge the challenge is seclusion and confinement without and, tripping over you know well how can he trip over he's sitting in a barrel like know. standing Stand in a barrel on his own shoelace and then go off the side <laughs> of it i guess maybe seems very he'd unlikely you'd have to be grandstanding and doing some kind of tricks on the rim of the barrel or something to go over the edge he should do that yeah, that'd be way ridiculous. cooler if he was like i'm gonna no. stay there and throughout all daylight hours i will be doing a handstand then i'd be like okay yeah no i'm kind of impressed now you're doing a handstand 25 meters above the ground but 
He'd be like some kind of upside down bat. Just <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Let's definitely move on. This guy's yeah. got way too much airtime. I, I don't think he deserves it, to be honest. Um, all right, so into the roundup then. You got anything you want to touch yeah, on? Yeah. Um, all right, so yeah, this is... this. The mental health director of the NHS wrote to the gambling industry um, like some kind of open letter to like many of the major players, I think some watchdogs mm-hmm. and also the big the big companies and that. Um, saying many stuff, but basically being like, look, there's, there's a big problem around mental health and gambling. And you guys, although you say you're doing a lot, you know, you always see those adverts, like, look how cool sports are and you can gamble with us. And by the way, gamble safely, yeah. man, uh, that kind yeah. of stuff. Um, yeah, like they exist, but I don't know what, what, what the mental health person from the NHS is saying is that they don't go far enough and they're not doing oh, mate, enough to actually just, help. Just like, but on the thing that I do know about vaguely in this area, like the fact that you like, you, I mean, we've all seen the gambling adverts where literally for 20 seconds at the end of it, they go, by the way, you've got to gamble away. Just so you know, yeah, like, really yeah. quietly and kind of like with cigarette warning label packets on tobacco warning labels it is a directive that it has to take up over 50 percent of the package so no. that people actually no, 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 pay no. attention to it well it has to be over 30 percent it's recommended to be 50 percent you can't step too far g with cigarettes the direct analog is you're not allowed to advertise them on tv yeah that's very true but i'm saying that so, even even know. when you are selling your product which admittedly you kind of basically can't now as a tobacco you still have mm. to put the dangers of it in like taking prominent it has to be prominent and aware whereas gambling it's like like it's no doubt what's even worse is that you can advertise it but the fact that when you can advertise it they don't even have like a demand for you to actually make people aware that gambling is a dangerous thing is ridiculous mm. or at least not in any I real think, way i think they do ha- yeah exactly that's the crucial there's like there's no it's not in any real way that there's a demand to like make sure that these things are like visible do you know what i mean but it's kind of like what i call disclaimer culture where the whole world is about kind of making sure that somebody else knows if something, you know, if something can go, you just make sure they know. And now you're kind of not to blame. You know, oh, these yeah. gambling companies right. are like, oh, well, you know, you will, you know, it's not. No, it, yeah, you what you're saying is that the, late, the, the gamble aware thing isn't there to make you gamble aware. It's there so exactly. that if you try to call them out for having gambling addiction, they can say, what, well, we problem. told you to gamble aware. Like it says it right exactly. there. Exactly, exactly, yeah. And and not just for the companies, but also the government that benefits the government as well, you know, because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, well, you know what I mean? We've got yeah. regulation in place yeah, to make yeah. sure they say you're gambling aware. So they can be seen to it, be doing something, even if they're exactly. not. Exactly. Really. It benefits them all to have these kind of things in place. Mm-hmm. What doesn't benefit is the people people that are actually kind of vulnerable to it because you know nobody goes into a gambling uh shop or whatever it is or a website for the first time and like puts all their money on something and loses everything you mm-hmm. know you, mm-hmm. you you gamble and now and then you know and it might become a problem at some point or whatever but yeah. so you can slip into these things and having Same these little signs they're saying exactly and having these little signs saying this this you've got to do it so but it's not going to stop people no. like having the things on cigarettes doesn't stop somebody that is been smoking for 20 years and doesn't you know so no. what they what the, mm. what those just defending cigarettes for some reason um Go for it, what, yeah. it what, was a bad point yeah. that was the last bit right there <laughs> was not great but yeah all i was going to say to counter it is that um what those labels are generally designed to do is to deter new smokers or irregular mm. smokers it's not mm. about getting people who are already addicted yeah. to quit smoking because yeah. we know that that's never going to actually work just by showing them the dangers of it because they're fully aware of the dangers of it but they're all addicted so Legit. it's yeah. not going to stop yeah. it yeah. and i also think uh, that for kids, it, it also doesn't really help because saying the da- they're aware of the dangers, but I do think that the pictures are a great thing for stopping yeah, you know, young people. Because th- when you see them things, like, you know, then you're like, well, graphic yeah. visual representation yeah. or something. I don't yeah, want yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's aversive. It's cognitively sure. aversive. You don't yeah. want to look at it and then you don't want to partake yeah. in the thing either just as much. Yeah. yeah. I just sense. think the text doesn't do enough. You know what I mean? The text doesn't do enough. But then it's harder for gambling to have like really visceral images of, of like uh-huh. the. Da- the the damages of it. Do you know what I mean? You can have pictures of people who are homeless or things like that. Basically pictures of people who have had their life destroyed by it. But you're right, it's more of a stretch than just putting a picture of a black lung saying this will happen. Like it's, yeah, a bit more of a stretch. Because I think the the thing with smoking is that it is directly, it is the smoking that gives you that. Whereas the thing with the, with the gambling problem is that, you know, there will probably be other factors that also tie into it going down one of these disastrous routes. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it's not the direct the one. But so I think that's a difficult thing for them to balance out. But what some of the things that they're planning to do, which I think are all seemingly good moves, and just based off these few things that seem like, oh, they're quite sensible. I'm sure there's probably other things that I've never even thought of that are quite easy and quite sensible to do. But um, some of the plans are 
to ban using credit cards to place bets. That's going to come into effect. Great idea. We should do that with more things anyway. There's massive loads of research that shows that you just have less appreciation of the amount of money you're spending when it's on a card than if it's cash. Mm. That's a fair point. And also, obviously, like, you know, it's instant kind of debt. You're not really spending your money. And if you're able to use that in a betting shop when you do have an addiction, then it's kind of hard to resist that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Obviously... Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so you're it's nice. more Sorry. instantaneous for them to be able to just chuck chuck their money at it, and there's less cognitive fear. Like like when you've actually got cash, you actually have to be like, I'm handing this note over in exchange for this much return. Whereas when it's card, it's just like, boop, don't even worry about it. Mm, mm, yeah. So yeah, I think that's quite a good move. That sounds sensible, at least. Like you know, what I mean. Mm -hmm. um, and then also, um, this is this is something that ties into football. You know, there's quite a lot of websites out there where like if you pay to bet on the game you can kind of watch the game live on your phone or whatever yeah. it is on the app yeah well basically the fa has has decided that's a kind of that's a dodgy thing because a lot Definitely. of people are betting just to be able to view games quite cheap so it's just it kind of encouraging people to bet on that and it's then the gateway isn't you know, it yeah yeah so they do it because they want to watch the game and then then they've put a bet down and then they just you know they're already on the cycle to putting more bets down in future even if it's not to do with watching a game now they've they've had a taste yeah, I'm reluctant to go the whole gateway thing because people say that on a lot of things and I'm not 100% sure about that phrasing. But it definitely, you know, the more you're doing this thing and enjoying it, the more you're going to do this thing and enjoy it probably. So, hmm. yeah, And until you've experienced something, you're never going to, like, you're never going to get addicted to it, right? And if you're, yeah, if another yeah. entry way to trying it for the first time is just because you want to watch a game, not even because you want to gamble, then you're just creating another avenue that people can try it for the first time, which then uh, some statistic of that people may become addicts and make the company a lot of money and damage themselves yeah. quite significantly. Yeah. So the FA's confirmed no matches are going to be exclusively aired by gambling firms. Oh, that's the thing. No matches exclusively. Apparently there are matches that were exclusively aired on like these gambling things. Wow. Yeah, that really is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they're changing that. So yeah, there's a lot of a lot of advice that this she's given. You can go read that out if you find an article on it. People check it out. There's a whole list of things that have been given. And yeah, it all sounds like good progress. So mm -hmm. yeah. Anything um, else? I've got one. Go on then. This is uh, kind of interesting. Boris Johnson's talked about potentially moving the House of Lords out of London. Sending, oh, yeah, yeah, I did see about that. Sending yeah, them up yeah, to yeah. York as part of his unifying the country campaign and getting the North given the same amount of kind of treatment as the South, which is something we've mm. talked about a lot in the past, actually, about how that needs to happen if you want to get the country on side. You need to unify the North and the South in terms of distribution of wealth and finances and opportunities and all of that and transport yeah, systems. Yeah, but it's unifying... Is unifying the North and the South, putting the two houses that are kind of against each other, like one in each. I'm so camp. glad you asked that because no is my answer personally. <laughs> uh, this seems like yeah, this seems to me like it is something that is a, it's a gesture, isn't it? It's, it's a symbolic, symbolic gesture. Absolutely. There's nothing else. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it, like, it might have some some small. Or it might have some benefits. I, I argue it could have no, quite a big but... impact on the House of Lords deliberations on things. Because one of the things people say about the House of Commons and the reason that it's so southern focused is because mm. they all live in the South because they have to be able to get to Westminster every day. So they are That's experiencing true. what it's like to be in the South and therefore are prioritising things based on their experience. But if you have the Lords mm. living up North, then in order to be able to get to the House of Lords, then they will at least be changing their perspectives on what it's like in the North because they'll be there a lot more often and then that might change the way that they act. But at the end of the day, it's just the House of Lords. It's not the House of Commons, and they're not the House of Lords doesn't choose what you know gets put through. They just amend it. Mm, yeah. So yeah, I can definitely see there might be some potential benefit of that. But then, like, you'd really want some MPs. To, oh, well, MPs come from everywhere, don't they? So no, they all move to pretty much all live oh, like okay, around yeah. London when they're an MP because uh, they have to be able to get to Westminster. Like, it's okay. Where their so job no, is. the best thing, the most important thing we do is move. Um, Parliament and the House of Lords to the midpoint of of the UK, which is probably around York or just below, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's like our that's our hereditary capital where it used to be up somewhere in the random way. So we should move it to the midpoint of the UK. That's that is the best place for that to be, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no right. reason for it to be anywhere else, and Literally. have a really good transport network so that people can actually still live within their own constituencies and get there would be good as well. Or have some sort of yeah. system by which they don't have to like be there. Every single, oh, I don't know, because you want them to be working every single day. They can still be working every the single day. The only problem would not. be the cost. The only problem would be the cost of, of moving of, it. Of, of building stuff over there for them yeah. to sit in. Yeah. Don't know. 
Based it's on this picture, one, it looks I think like Nottingham is approximately there. I think Nottingham is the centre of the UK, based on this picture of Legit. a map of the UK that I've got. So yeah, Nottingham, Legit. get in. You're now the, the head of our political power, according to I, me. Honestly, and I do think we should probably wait about 10 years before we do this, though, just to make sure that none of the other homies in the UK break off, because then all of that will be screwed and we'll have to relocate <laughs> to make it the centre again, you know. So we just we just make sure on the boundaries first and then we do the ding, all we right. do the thing. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else before um, we round yeah, off? I'm just going to quickly chuck in these headlines. I haven't really got much to say about them, but they're both great. Prince Harry spotted in pub having pint with the lads. He was in a pub just near Chelsea with like seven homies and apparently like, well, I guess it is newsworthy, but yeah, that was in a lot of newspapers <laughs> and I just found that kind of cool. He was like, you know what? Yeah, he is actually distancing himself from Royals. He's just gone out for a pint with a couple of, I'm sure he didn't do that recent. Well, he has been known to do that a couple of times, but mm-hmm. yeah, big up, big up Harry, man. Yeah, there's that, that amazing that's that's old... Cool. I never know if that was actually a real picture of him, that really famous picture of like him looking totally off his face being dragged out of a club by like a bouncer. <laughs> you must have seen that. It's like the most famous. It's like Everyone uses that as the, no. the Prince Harry session picture. But no, I, I don't know that. if but it's that's true. Definitely probably true. That definitely probably is true. Yeah, there's a lot of stories out there from people that know him. That Yeah, the dude's a, the dude's a cool guy. That's all we can say about it. So big up Harry. Um, and we covered that last week, really, the whole Harry and Meghan thing leaving. I will yeah. just say that the Queen has officially announced that they will be doing that as well. So <laughs> The Queen has officially kind of... announced. What was the statement? <laughs> that um, she totally supports their decision, but would have preferred it if they had stayed part of the royal family. <laughs> Doesn't sound fully supporting. In Like, like well, I get you're saying, you are, you, if you had said, I am supportive honest. of it, but I would have preferred this, then that would be true. But saying you're fully supportive on it of it, but you don't like it is a bit more... <laughs> that's where you're kind of contradicting yourself within yeah. one sentence. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. She's being honest, though, isn't she? She's being honest. And on that note, <laughs> let's round up the show for today, people. Yeah. So, yeah, um, it's been a cool show. You can check out our YouTube stuff at Totally Unpaired Politics on YouTube and the same on all poor podcast mm-hmm. platforms. And if you enjoyed what you listened to and feel like we deserve, like, a one penny going our way then you can find us on Patreon I don't think you can donate a penny can you but if you want to give us money no, that's where so. to do it patreon.com forward slash TUP we just need it to keep the mics going and the lights running and so that we can all listen to add as nice audio rather than the terrible audio that I've been listening to all episode that you guys won't get to hear and so I can get that Lambo finally <laughs> um, and yeah we'll be back next week with another episode of Totally Unprepared Politics till then keep it tough bye sorry my hello was really long I thought my goodbye should be as well <laughs> Purple Radio Podcasts. Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio Podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk. Purple Radio Podcasts. Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk.